Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side in New York City. That's right, we're here every single day with your Freed by Noon episodes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the gas that keeps the J train running. And if you haven't told a friend, you're screwing me. You got to tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. Everyone needs their quarantine content. I am here to take your brain, put it on the shelf, and then put your boy J train in your ear. Papa JT, the sweet, sweet, subtle whispers of a man with a brand new mustache just tickling your eardrums. It's me. Hello. It's J Train, the Wizard of Haas, the Sultan of Scream, the Prince of Pronos, the Conalingazor. The Climax King. Yeah, I'm here for you every day, and I want to be here for someone else in your life. So tag a friend. Make it your Instagram story. Send it over text. Send it over email. Anyone. We'll take them. We're going to do your emails. We're going to do the coronavirus rant of the day, and then we're going to do a charcuterie chat, and then I have tons of quick hit questions because Monday I was a big, fat, stupid idiot, and I forgot to... Uh, email them to myself. So we're going to do all the favorites today. So take a glass of J train and sip it down. Because we're about to do some emails. You can send in your email to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. This is a juicy one. Extramarital fucking in the time of COVID. Jared, feathers all around, longtime listener, Patreon member and loving these daily pods. So listen, if you don't know what Patreon is, I put up two extra podcasts a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means I'm putting, I'm doing eight podcasts a week. It's crazy. You're right. I'm an idiot. I don't know why I'm doing this, but Patreon, you can sign up for $5 a month. $5 a month. You get two extra podcasts a week. If you go for $15 a month, you can get emails that I will answer within one week. That's how we do it. So listen, go check out patreon.com slash Jared Freed. It's patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I've been married for 10 years to a wonderful man with a subpar sex life. And for the last year and a half or so, I have been having a sexual affair with a friend that lives about two hours away. Please spare me the husband relationship therapy. I know it's fucked up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm here to answer your questions. You're the one writing in. Um, What text? We text every day and see one another about once a month. He doesn't date anyone, although he's welcome to. Once the quarantine became more serious, it became obvious that our monthly meetup wouldn't happen. Frustrated with the circumstances, I probably lashed out more intensely than I normally would. But 
I didn't think much of it. All communication has since ceased for what's now two weeks. I've probably sent three texts in the last two weeks trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Total silence. I finally muted him on Instagram because I was tired of seeing him watch my stories and ignore my texts. What the hell? How have years of friendship and many shared fucks suddenly come to this weird silence? I was hoping to resume these meetups post-COVID, but I'm not even sure how to navigate this. Your your guidance is totes appreciate. So again, um, I what you do with your life, it seems like the emailer is okay with the decision that they've made to cheat on their husband. Okay, living in that world. I won't get into my thoughts on this but living in that world then you said you lashed out at him at the mister and now you're mad that he's not answering your text here's the problem with cheating is that you only have certain rights the minute you sign up and I'm not saying you don't have a right to be treated fairly treated nicely but I will say the person with something to lose which is your husband, you are in a situation where you don't have a lot of options. You have signed up for this. You have signed up for a sexual partnership with someone who doesn't owe you anything because he's giving you the outlet that your marriage doesn't offer. So he's living by the contract that he believes he signed. He's saying, I'm her sexual partner with no responsibility to her other than to have sex when we've agreed to meet up two hours away. So I'm not saying, again, I'm not agreeing that this is right or, you know, like I'm not, I, I understand, I, there's other, she said, I don't want the marital therapy, so I'm not going to give it to you. What I am going to say to you is you have no right to sit here and go, what's wrong with him? What he's thinking is, I don't know, I don't owe that chick anything. She's the, because when you get, when you lash out at someone who is in this contractual, you know, relationship with you, whereas he is the person you cheat with, he is the person keeping quiet, he's the person not getting emotionally involved with you, he's the person not asking you to leave your marriage. So he thinks he is doing all the jobs that he has. So when you lash out at him that you're not getting enough attention from him, he goes, fuck this, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm not here to be yelled at by someone. Oh, uh, I'm not. And he and again, you said you don't want the marital. Um, you can you can say I don't want the marital therapy, but you can't ask people not to judge you. Everyone is judging. So he's looking at it going, you're going to yell at me, you, the one who's been cheating on her husband of 10 years with me. How, how, why should I have to deal with you? This isn't what I signed up for again. So you have to look whenever you're like, well, why wouldn't he answer? Why wouldn't he take on the responsibility of dealing with someone who's mad at him for the way that he's interacting with someone cheating on their husband? Oh, that's why. The contract you signed is not the one that you're arguing with. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Dumped for another girl during quarantine. Hey, Jared, writing to you from Boston. Was really looking forward to your Laugh Boston show in March and looking forward to it in November. Thank you. Can't wait. Totes preach. Bring, bring more people because I'm coming to Boston. I'm coming to Philly. I'm coming to Dallas. I'm coming to New York. It's going to happen. 
Okay. So I met a guy on Hinge back in February. We hit it off immediately. Things were going great. We even saw each other for the first two weeks of the quarantine. We started making things work as uh, we quarantine. As quarantine went on remotely with some FaceTime sex sessions and even some naked drunk dance parties. That's fun. That's <laughs> hey, hey, do you want to? Hey, I got an idea. I, I, I'm not hating on this, but it is funny to call someone and be like, yeah, now that we've done FaceTime sex, what else can we do? Turn on the music. What? Don't you know I like to dance? <gasps> so we even saw uh, FaceTime sex and even some drunk, naked dance parties. All of a sudden, about two weeks ago, I noticed he was a bit more quiet with the check-ins and texting. I tried not to think too much about it, but last night he let me know that somebody from his past has resurfaced and he has to see where it goes. Getting dumped during quarantine is bad enough, but to get dumped for a ghost of boyfriend's past feels even worse. What do you think the deal is? Was I never really going to have a shot if this girl really was the one that got away? See attached for the text conversation screenshot. Looking forward to your advice. So we'll go to the text conversations. Basically, what to, to rehash, she dated a guy since February. They met on Hinge, and then he gets a little wonky. And she's like, what's up? And he's like, hate to break it to you. Someone from my past resurfaced and I got to give this a shot. This is kind of the reality of early dating. You don't know. And, and honestly, there's nothing you can do to avoid this. You can't avoid the other people that have ownership of someone's heart. And I don't mean to sound like an 80s rock ballad, but... You don't know who's tugging at those strings, and it takes time. And it's not, again, and, and what he's doing is, I think, only fair. Like, it sucks to have someone move back and not be as check-in, and, and it feels like a lie. But if we look at it, you know, we all look at things in the, in the last two weeks of life. Let's look at it in the grand scheme of life. He got a little weird over a couple weeks, and then he was like, hey, listen, there's another person that I have this, like, already uh, this relationship with that you know nothing about, but also has nothing to do with you. She titled this Dump for Another Girl. You were not dumped for another girl. He did not, he did not choose between the girl from his past and you. He didn't go, well, her ass is, is, is hotter and her tits are hotter. No, 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 no. He is legitimately because you guys weren't even together you guys were in the february to april quarantine we're fucking but we don't know each other period he made a choice between do i go on in casual or do i give a relationship i've already gone through casual with a shot and he chose that it's but this is less personal than she's making it he writes so we'll go to the text so I don't know how to explain this, but someone has kind of resurfaced and I have to see if it work, works out. I know that probably doesn't make sense, but it's something from the past and I swear you did nothing wrong. It's just that person for, for me that I have to give it some time. Is there any way you get that or am I coming off as the biggest asshole in the world? I, I actually appreciate his text. His text is as honest as he can be. He can go on and on. He can give you the whole story, but that's not gonna make you feel better. But... He's being honest. I have to give this a shot. 
You don't know if she said no to him his whole life and all of a sudden she's the one fucking with him. You don't know who's fucking with who. In your mind, you're taking it as he's in the driver's seat. Ah, should I fuck the new one or fuck the old one? No, maybe that girl was going, you don't know. Maybe that girl was toying with him and going, let's be friends. But oh, and, and keeps responding to his Instagram stories. You don't know. She writes, like somebody you were, in the, uh, you were with in the past or somebody you wanted to be with. I was with and then only ended because of moving, because of a job, and now they are coming back and we have been texting. Have not hooked up, I promise that, even though me and you aren't dating, I just wanted that to be known. Just thought I'd tell you now. She wrote, oh, okay. He wrote, are you pissed at me? Again, the reason he's asking are you pissed at me is that's every guy's worst nightmare. They, you have to understand how important it is to men to not be the asshole. And I know you're saying, but men act like assholes all the time. Yeah, of course we do. But we don't want to be the assholes. You act like assholes, you don't want to be the asshole. Because I, I think it has a lot to do with like, you're taught to be a gentleman. And the, and the old ways that you're taught to be a gentleman are actually kind of fucked up now. Hold the, like, hold the door open isn't the only thing, but it's also like, don't let a lady down because you are this king that she should want to be with. And if you don't be with her and don't marry her, then you've completely let her down, which isn't true. That's all built up ego that really shouldn't exist. So she writes, he writes, are you pissed at me? I mean, no, you can do what you want. It's not like we have discussed what this is. And now with this current situation, it kind of puts everything on hold. I kind of suspect something might have been up because you seem more quiet recently. I do really like you, though, and was hoping things would uh, resume once this pandemic bullshit is over. Um, and then he wrote, and if this doesn't work out, maybe we end up connecting again. No, no, not going to happen. I just thought this was more respectful than ghosting, but now I'm not sure. No, this was. He did the right thing. Yes, I appreciate you being honest. Ghosting is shitty. He writes, so hopefully this is less shitty. And like I said, you did nothing wrong. It's just hard to explain. She writes, all right. She writes, all right, I believe you. He writes, sorry. She writes, thank you for being honest. I'll be okay. But it does suck right now because I'm really into you. But you're great. So uh, I can I can see how someone wants you back. She write, He writes, thank you. You're awesome too. This is, this is the realities of... No social pressure for us to marry at 22. This is the realities. We're going to meet a lot of people that are great but not great for me. And, and maybe we'll meet people that are great and should be great for you, but we don't see it. And you have no control over the people from their past and what they hold on the person. You don't know the commonalities they have. You don't know, uh, oh, their parents knew each other and this is such an easy thing because the parents cheer for it. These are all, there's so many variables, but I will tell you, I promise you one thing, reading these texts, reading this email, not personal, not a her or her decision at all. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do this one. Should we move during the quarantine? J Train, boyfriend and I love your daily podcast and helping us survive quarantine. We are reaching out to you for your thoughts and advice about moving during these times since you recently did it, uh, did the same. So here's our situation. Yes, I've recently moved. You can see I'm here above shiny Manhattan. Um, my boyfriend and I live in an apartment in a two-family home. Our landlord's son lives below us. Okay, so two-family apartment, live in an apartment in a two-family home. 
So below them is the landlord's son. And for most of the time, we had a polite relationship and he was really chill. We even smoked with him once. About six months ago, he knocked up a girl and she moved in and she is a bitch. <laughs> I like that he knocks her up. She's got to move into his fucking family home and she's probably angry and annoyed and just feeling fat and gross and is just like angry at everything. And they're like, fucking bitch. And it's like, yeah, she's probably got her own problems. She complains about everything we do. How early we wake up, the smell of our cooking, when I laugh while watching movies. We have tried so hard to accommodate her, but at this point it feels like we are tiptoeing around our own home, which is extremely frustrating considering we are stuck at home 24-7. Additionally, the landlord's 80-year-old mother moved into the basement of the house, and she spends all day screaming on the phone or yelling for her grandson, making it so hard to work from home. They have family over daily. Social distancing? I love that. They have family over daily. Social distancing. That's what I'm going to start doing as I walk through the streets of New York. I'm going to see two people talking to me. Social distancing. (laughs) Start barking at people. Social distancing. I'll start walking around with like little librarian glasses. Oh, are we social distancing? But get frustrated when we leave the house more than once. Oh, that's bad. Making it so hard to work from home. They have family over daily, but get frustrated when we leave the house more than once a day. I don't know how they, how they know that. Uh, at this point, we just want to get out of here. But given the circumstances, we're scared to do so. Do you think we should just handle this until this is all over, whenever that may be? Or should we bite the bullet and try to move ASAP? Um By the way, we are on a month-to-month lease because our landlord is really lazy and never got the paperwork to renew our lease last year. Appreciate your insight here. We can't wait to come see you live after all this is over. Thank you, Totes Preach, for writing in. I'll say this. Um, You should never live uncomfortably. I, I mean, right now, we're all living a little uncomfortably, but all of these moving companies, I would do, I would, I would do it step by step. I would take the opportunity because right now all your problems are with the landlord's family. I will say this. If I owned an apartment and someone called me and was like, hey, your son and grandmother are really bothering us to the point where we're going to move out during these times, I would say, I'm so sorry. Hang up the phone with you. And then I would get my gun and put it on my son's face and be like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm out of money. That's the thing. Like you are a very important part of their life too. They don't want to find a new person. It's ve- nobody's moving. Nobody's finding new places now. People are, the, you hear about these virtual tours. So you have a little bit of weight. So I would go to the landlord and I would spell it out and don't bring emotion into it. Just go, hey, we have been yelled at these specific times for these specific ways. When we leave the house, more than once a day, we're made to feel like we're putting people in a bad position. These are your your other tenants. I wouldn't even refer to them as family because that's even too personal. I would go, your other tenants are making us feel uncomfortable in our own home and we're evaluating whether we should stay or go. That's how I would say it. Because maybe they've talked about like, oh, I wish they'd move out. If they do that, then you go, okay, great. I'll tell you, as someone who just moved, uh, the moving process, like, you know, no one wants to hear this, but some jobs are made easier by the quarantine. A mover, 
their job is easier. The streets are clear. They can park the truck. They can go, you know, we went from, I don't know if you don't know New York, but if I went from uptown uh, 135th Street to to Lower East Side, Houston, in literally like 15 minutes that on a Tuesday at 6 o'clock. So if you do move, it is easy. It's scarier. There's less companies to choose from. It might be more expensive because all these people are taking advantage of like, oh, okay, we got to do. But all the movie companies that are working are good ones, are the ones I've dealt with, junkers, movers. They are essential workers, first of all, and all of the people I've dealt with have done the right things. They all have gloves. They all wear the mask. So I would say to you, like, if you do the second phase is if he says to you, well, I can't talk to them. They're my family. No problem. We're moving out next month. This is our this is our this is our warning. That's what I would do. You either speak to them and let them know that your tenants are uncomfortable. Speak to the other tenants and let them know that we're uncomfortable and we're being made to feel like we're living in someone else's home because we actually pay. So this is our home for now. And then they, what are you going to do? I'll talk to them. Don't worry. Or it's, I can't really talk to them and their family. Then you go, no problem. We're going to leave. We're going to leave. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. X got COVID and ignored the breakup. Hello, Sultan of Screams. Love your podcast. Been bringing J Train and you, been binging J Train and you up all day during the quarantine. I really tried to condense this as much as I could. Well, that sentence didn't help. I broke up with my ex after he caught got caught cheating on me over a month ago. This was after he said he uh, we saw he saw a future together and loved me. LOL. After a month, he checked on me because that's when the city began to lock down. But I didn't entertain it. Two weeks later, I heard he got COVID a, a while back and texted to point checking on checking on him. A simple how are you? Then every day he texts me, double texts me, and even triple texts me with inside jokes, music, and and links to things. Uh, Things I liked or recounted some memories we had during dating. I didn't play along with it because it was obviously manipulative and distracting from the elephant in the room. Yes, he never brought up the breakup and acted like we were friends again. I got fed up with the messages and told him straight up that I am setting boundaries. I said I didn't like the memory game he was playing to ignore the elephant in the room. Then no reply first time in a week. What do you think happened? I expected a reply or a convo about the breakup, but nothing. Was he texting because he was bored? Was he trying to become friends? Did he think I forgot? Did he ignore the breakup topic so he didn't? doesn't look like the bad guy? Thanks so much. I would say he ignored the breakup because he saw you, you, you texting him how are you doing is an opening for him to be cool with you and then he was going to keep being cool with you because now there's an understanding of where you guys left off you left off with a breakup based on a cheat he probably didn't work out with the cheating person he only wants to be so serious with you that's the biggest issue you want a relationship that goes like this up and up and up and up and up and then you die that's what you want up and up and up and kids and move in and move to the country and then death. That's what you want, which is fine. He wants just just moving right here. He wants to stop right here. He wants it to end at fucking you without responsibility, but also being able to fuck other people. 
And this invitation to text every day and triple text and double text and whatever is because, okay, I'll keep her friendly enough for when that time comes that we may be able to fuck again. And she can't say, let's be something more because I've already shown her that I can't be something more. What you've done is correct. End it. End the games. You set the boundaries. You said no. He thought he was going to get away with, oh, I guess the break, I guess we're past that point. Uh-uh. This guy will never be what you want him to be, so stop asking questions about what he's thinking. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Blurry quarantine lines. At the beginning of the quarantine, my friend and I decided to isolate together since we both live alone. He lives just down the street from me, so while we're not living together full-time, he's been biking to my place on the weekends and staying with me. I have a two-bedroom, and he sleeps in the spare room. This past weekend, quarantine got the best of us, and we ended up sleeping together. I'd love to use our level of intoxication as an excuse, but it happened again in the morning when we were both sober. Ooh, a second helping! For background, when we first met, we immediately started sleeping together. After several months, we decided we should stop banging so we could stay friends before anything got messy. At this point, I would consider him one of my closest friends, and until last weekend, it had been over a year since we last had sex. Is this just a lonely quarantine thing? Is there any way to continue sleeping together without post-quarantine life being different? Any advice on how to handle these corona times would be greatly appreciated. Um, I think you have to, like... I think the you have to leave this notion that your hookup that you guys stop believing that you guys aren't hooking up to save the friendship. Stop believing that. That's not when you say um we 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 decided we should stop banging so we could stay friends before anything got messy. You decided to stop banging because one of you knew that you weren't going to be a long-term boyfriend, girlfriend. The other one agreed to that. I don't know which one it is, but one of you was like, damn it. I'm going to have to dump this person at some point. And the other person was like, oh, what about our friendship? Are we going to be together? That's what happens. When friends, quote unquote friends, hook up, one person is like, well, they they kind of do this thing where they they're like they they disguise the what are we conversation in the well what about the friendship conversation? That's the disguise. So they go, "Well, what about the friendship?" And that's them saying, "Are we going to be more?" And the other person goes, who knows it won't be more, goes, "We got to save this friendship. I don't want it to get messy down the road." And that's a lie. So both of you are lying to each other. And the, I'm, I'm going to say that the emailer here wants this to be more. They're not worried about the messy friendship. They're worried about hearing that this person just wants to fuck and be friends and, and be cool with each other because they, want, they don't see it being long term. And the other person is going along with that being like, I don't know, don't want to ruin this friendship because if we don't have this friendship, then... Who else will I fuck in my free time and not be responsible for meeting their parents or going to their holiday functions? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Listen, people, I love doing the daily podcast. All I ask from you, share with a friend, share with a friend. That's all you got to do. 
But also, I have sponsors on the regular J Train podcast. I have sponsors. They all give you some form of free money. They're all giving you discounts. If these sponsors make sense in your life, I want you to support them because that supports me and this show that you're listening to right now or watching on YouTube. Hey, YouTube people, love you. Let's keep that growing. Uh, we're sponsored by Noom. That's the start losing weight for good. Start your free trial at noom.com slash JTrain. Untuck it, looking good. In, I love Untuck it. The, uh, as a short torsoed, wide shouldered man, it's great. You can get 20% off your first order at untuckit.com. Use code Feather, Feather, Feather. Use code Feather. Scentbird. Find your signature scent, get 30% off. That's just $10 for your first fragrance at scentbird.com slash JTrain. Self, start building your credit history. Uh, get started in just five minutes at self.inc slash JTrain. So go support those sponsors if they're going to help you. I don't know. I don't know your life. I don't know what you're dealing with, but. Those might be helpful. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant of the day is about hot moms on social media. Listen, we get it. We get it. You would like to drink wine. Oh, you love to drink wine. You drink it while... While rolling your eyes at at the rest of the world, you drink it while getting lunch ready for the kids. You drink it midday after you've had a hard workout. You drink it in the morning and with your robe on. Oh, and you drink it while you watch people do workout videos. You're drinking wine so much. Sometimes you'll pour a big old glass of wine because you drink a ton of wine. You drink more than you should. Oh my God, hot mom, you're really drinking some wine. Oh, sometimes you'll even pour a glass of wine and then you'll drink from the bottle instead because you don't care what it's like to be a regular mom. You're a wine drinking mom. We get it, okay? We've heard the joke, hot mom on social media. It's enough. We know I can drink wine too. You know what? I drink a lot of wine myself. Nobody's ha, ha, ha. Ooh, hilarious. We've seen the joke. It's over. And honestly, if you're a hot mom on social media doing her wine thing every day, at what point do we get to say, are you okay? Are you, are you drinking to hide something? Are you masking a problem? Because if we did ever say that, you'd go, you don't know what it's like to be a mother. As a mother with two children... And a, and a woman who who babysits three times a week, you don't know what it's like. And I need my wine. You know, there's no there's no like alcoholic, but like 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 if I just started drinking out of this bottle and I was just like, hey everybody, uh, I got kids. We'd be like, okay, Jared, let's take away the bottle. Let's put it down. We get it. Hot mom on social media. We know you drink wine. It's hilarious. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can send in your coronavirus rant to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do, every day we do a charcuterie chat. We're going to get to it right now. Let's do today's charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is about separated boards. Now, I'm going to put it up on the screen if you're on YouTube, if you're in our social media, if you're on Instagram. 
Okay, separated boards. I love the separated board. The one I'm showing right now has a spot for everything. And it turns into, it has little legs on it, and it has it has a little space to put your honeys, and it's got a little space to put a different, you know, a little cheese section, and a nut section, and a meat section, and then you can even have the fruit section. For all you people who love a grape, you can put it on the, you know what I love about the sectioned off board is that it keeps you in line. It lets you know. If you had five of the six sections of grapes, we'd all look at you and go, is this a fruit plate? But when you have a regular board and there's nothing there to stop you, you get ahead of yourself. You don't even realize that you're using two thirds of the board for honeys. You have no idea what you're doing. The sectioned off board is a godsend for some of you people. Because some of you people get carried away letting people know how smart you are. And I get it. The only reason the section off board isn't more popular is because it looks like it came from Walmart. And you know why? Because Walmart's practical. And these charcuterie snobs live in the land of romantic. They don't live in practical world. They don't live in Walmart world. They don't live in uh, extra pocket for, for all your tools world. They live in, ooh, get some beech wood and then put the meats on the beech wood like it ended up there in an Italian villa. You don't live on an Italian villa. Villa. You don't. You live in Pennsylvania, okay? You you eat cra- Philly cream cheese. You're not living in a fucking you know in in a in a, in a Venetian manner. You live in, in a in a four bedroom house with two bathrooms and two kids that smell like shit. That's today's coronavirus. Uh, that's today's charcuterie chat. We do it every day here on the Freed by Noon podcast. You can send in your charcuterie chat to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's go to the quick hit questions. You ready? Hit the music, Shelby. Uh, Do that again. These are quick hit questions sent to me on Instagram. I don't get them. Not through DMs. These are all taken... Uh, via via when I put up the question thing. So you have to really see it. If you see me put up the Instagram story with the question box, send yours in. These are all from the question box. Moving in with girlfriend, how to handle major purchases. For example, a new leather couch. I Everything's split down the middle. You whatever, you agree to everything as if you're paying for half and you, you guys are going 50-50 and you only do what you can afford to do 50% of and you have to talk prices. Hey, how much is it? Okay, how much is And we created a spreadsheet, and I said, that amount I'm okay with. That amount I'm okay with. That I'm not okay with. Make a spreadsheet. Decide on 50-50. Be brutally okay with saying what you're not comfortable with. Boyfriend in a sour mood since the start of quarantine and starting to get old. What do I do? I think you got to talk to him without emotion. Don't go to him and go, hey, sourpuss. No, no, no. Hey, what's wrong? You seem upset. Let's talk about it. Let's have a glass of wine. Sit down. Let's have a big old hot mom social media glass of wine. Sit. Talk about it. Take away the fact that it's bothering you. Because there's something bothering him that isn't about you. Or, you know, or this is the end of your relationship. Uh, Is it silly to think that this quarantine hinge guy and I could make it in the real world? It's not. 
Relationships can come from anywhere. That's why they're so exciting in the beginning. That's why it's fun to meet someone new. That's why it's fun to meet someone at a bar. That's why it's fun to exchange numbers. There's hope. Sure, it probably won't happen. But you know what? The hinge guy from quarantine has the same probability of working out as the guy you met at the bar, the guy you were fixed up with, the guy that you met through your parents. What you're, the, the craziness of your story is, is, not, is, not as, is, is, is less crazy than making it. I think that makes sense. Why does it seem like Corona has turned uh, couch to 5K? I don't know what that means. How do I keep from getting jealous of my sister's new relationship? I'm single. Uh, all you have to do is meet the guy. Hang out with the guy. Talk to the guy. You'll realize he ain't shit. And he's not for you. You don't want to be with him. You want to be with the right person for you. So the more you get to know your girl, your sister's new boyfriend, the more you're like, oh, thank God I'm not with that one. I hope I can keep going out to find the right one. Is fighting over our Jeopardy answers a valid reason to not speak for two days? No, that's not a good reason. Something else is wrong. How do I tell my recent ex I do not want to get back together? We've had that conversation. Um... You need to tell him you're done texting and you need to unfollow on social media. A lot of people will look at me and go, well, unfollowing on social media, that seems harsh. No, 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 no. That, what you don't understand is you can't control the thoughts in their head from seeing you watch their Instagram story. Maybe you can handle it, but they can't. It's for both parties. Why is he hot and cold with texting but snaps every day? People do stuff on Snapchat because they want to be casual with you. Only casual relationships exist on Snapchat. That is the land of titty, the land of naked picture, the land of nudes, the land of you can't bring those texts back. You, you don't have the receipts. That's buying something because they know they disappear. Snapchat, since it disappears, is the land of no responsibility. There's never going to be a point where, go, where you can go, well, you said, and then send a screenshot of him saying that he was going to go on a date on Friday. Thoughts on using Tinder Passport feature right now. I guess Tinder Passport is where you can act like you're, you can swipe in another town. I, I don't see the, the need for it unless you're looking to ch- cheat or you're looking to have a relationship that, that... Here's what Tinder Passport does for you while in quarantine because you can't even plan a trip right now. So what it does is it's for you, it's for your confidence. You are afraid of being broken up with. So you meet a guy where the broke breakup is built in, in another city. You go, oh, if only two hours didn't exist, then I wouldn't be. No, 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 no. You're afraid of hearing the reality that this person doesn't want to date you, even though it's hypothetical. Let's do a couple more. Do guys like when girls make the first move, uh, lean in for a kiss? Yeah, I think guys like when girls know what they want. What do you miss the most during quarantine? I miss doing stand-up. I love doing stand-up. I can't wait for you to come to shows. Uh, I can't wait to get back out there and get on the road. Match with a guy, and he I he I am that he wanted. I am. What are you? Five hundred years old. He wanted a video chat. Has happened a few times. Why the rush? I think a lot of people are trying to get through steps to get you to naked. Guys rush to get you to naked. Girls rush to get you in a relationship. What do you think of a girl growing a quarantine bush? I love it. Love quarantine change-ups. Little bush, little mustache, new haircut, new do, new, new, new ponytails. Let's get into it. Let's get freaky. 
What are your thoughts on people who snore? Red flag or deal breaker? No. What? That's how they. Uh, that's like saying, "What do you think of people who who blink three times a minute?" Like, what? Uh, that's their bodily function. Now, it's one thing if if they won't try to fix it or they don't do. But I mean, you're you're a deal breaker. Uh, is just cutting your hair yet? No, she hasn't started cutting my hair. I don't know if she can. What makes a good charcuterie board by your standard? I know good when I see it. What makes a good charcuterie board for me? is one that thinks of the guest at your party as opposed to the follower on Instagram. Does most men think girls with tats are always wild, risque, and can't possibly be a nice, dateable girl? I think tattoo girls get a bad thing from guys who are like, ooh, she'll take a chance with her body like that, so maybe she's looking to do something more risque, more wild, knows something is more free, cares less about the the structures of society. And that's not a fair thing, but that's just the reality. Listen, that is our show. Those are your quick hit questions. You can send yours in over Instagram when I put up the little thing. Send in your emails. Send them in every day. Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.